Yo, yo, yo! Welcome into the Fantasy Bros NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Joining me as always, well, other than last episode, Baby Jake. Baby Jake, what do you got for the people, man? How was North Carolina? It's beautiful. I'm uh, considering it as one of the places that I might end up when it's all said and done in life. Might just retire there. Who knows? Wouldn't mind visiting you there. Right on. All right, guys, so we skipped the spreads and totals episode for the week. Jake was gone. I didn't feel like getting around to it. So tonight we're going to jump in and we're going to look at DraftKings salary changes. But before we jump into it, make sure you guys like the video, subscribe to the page, hit the notification bell so you know when any, anytime any content drops. With that being said, boom, here we are. So we're going to jump into things here right off the top. We're starting a quarterback. We have it sorted by price differential. And again, this is DraftKings salaries going into week 10. So at the top, looks like we got Josh Johnson as the biggest difference in price here. Is this right? Is this week 10? <laughs> yeah. Josh Johnson. He's so starting. He's going to be starting. Yeah, Mike White, I guess, yeah. is out. And he obviously, actually had a pretty good game last week, surprisingly. Yeah, Mike White went out early in the week. Johnson filled in. So I guess Mike White's out. I guess Zach Wilson's still out. And then you got Colt McCoy also up $1,000. Colt McCoy filled in for Kyler Murray. I guess they're expecting Kyler Murray might be missing another week. Jake, thoughts on these guys? Passing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them. They're up 1000 bucks, but there's a reason they're still only 5K. So we'll keep moving down. Jordan Love filled in for Aaron Rodgers. Um, Rodgers said he may not be back, but I don't think Jordan Love is really someone you can trust to play regardless, even at that 5,100 mark. There's, I mean, these guys at the top. Then you got Jacoby Brissett in Miami. He's only... Going to be playing if Tua's – he's not playing at all. He's playing Thursday. <laughs> skip him. Lamar Jackson Thursday. Skip him. We're down here to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, 6K, up $400. Um, yeah, Jake, kick, it, kick us off. He had a good week this past week. Looks like he's figuring things out with their offense. He's just going through CPAT and – was Pitts? Yeah, Pitts. Yep. But I think it was mostly CPAT. CPAT was the game-breaker for him this last week. Their defense played fairly well. Held the Saints to 25. I like this matchup with Dallas. I could see them at least scoring as much as the Broncos did on Dallas. Like, I mean, the Broncos had themselves a game. 30 points. So, yeah. Turn yeah. that one into a shootout maybe or something is what I'm thinking. And I think that's an easy one to stack with Calvin Ridley out. Zacchaeus hasn't really stepped up. Gage hasn't really stepped up. You got Cordell Patterson who has running back eligibility. And you got Kyle Pitts in the tight end spot. Boom, easy. 6K, he's getting up there in price for a quarterback with literally zero mobility. But for stacks, I mean, not stacks, GPPs, tournaments, I think he's viable. Um, ben Roethlisberger up $300. Look at that defense. That's why they're playing Detroit, 19th rank. Detroit gave up, what was it, 44 points against the Eagles the other week? 40-plus points. Yeah. So I'm sure that it has to do more with matchup than talent. 5,600. I mean, that's a really fair price for a starting quarterback, an established starting quarterback in the league. You know, we were looking at these filling guys coming in at 5K, so 56, pretty cheap, but I'm not playing Big Ben unless it's a tournament. Um, you stack him with Claypool, you stack him with Johnson. Ebron's coming back this week, so I know Fryermuth has really surprised some people these last few weeks, but he might kind of be relegated more to blocking duty. It's hard to say how they're going to use him. Jake, thoughts? Not a big, big big bang guy. If I were going to go with anyone there, I'm thinking they're running back. I think Harris is the guy. I don't think Big Ben's going to turn out and do much. He's just, he's uh, at the old age model. 
Mm-hmm. Like, he's just too old to get it done, and the guy's had so many dang injuries. I mean, it's, yeah, favorable matchup, but who knows? Detroit's defense comes out some weeks and can shut down the Ravens, and then another week they just get stormed on by the Eagles. So I just don't want to trust that game really with him at all and just decide and just ignore it and skip it and play someone like this next guy, like Herbert. Herbert coming in at 73K this week. He's up 300 from last week. I think this is a good matchup for him against Minnesota. Minnesota's been swarmed good amount of points lately. Jefferson had a great week for them last week. So I feel like this could be a shootout. Herbert's got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Eckler needs to step up a little bit. He hasn't done anything the past couple weeks. Give Herbert some relief, but he's a baller. And he is a dual threat, unlike the other guys we've been naming. So he's got a lot of upside. Yep, couldn't agree more. And this is one of those games where both teams are pace-up teams. Both of them could get, you know, neither team is afraid to get in a shootout, and they both have narrow target trees. With Herbert, you can pair him with Austin Eckler. Typically, you don't pair a quarterback with a running back. Otherwise, you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Cook as a cheap tight end on the Minnesota side. Dalvin Cook is a game-breaker. Jefferson Thielen, both game-breakers. And then they have Conklin as a cheap tight end. So I think this is going to be a very, very popular game for people to stack this weekend. Bring it down a notch here. Teddy Bridgewater coming off that game against Dallas. He's up $200 to 5500 They're playing the Eagles. That's somewhat intriguing. It's two kind of middle-of-the-road teams. Both teams have playmakers. Um, not, I wouldn't consider them either like explosive offenses. But on any given week, they could score 30 points. Like we mentioned, Philly broke 40 against Detroit the other week. And Denver just broke 30 against Dallas. So Bridgewater, 5,500, interesting in tournaments. Jerry Judy's back. I'm not sure if Fant will be back yet or not. He was on the COVID list. But D- Denver has some weapons, and Philly, it's pretty narrow. You know who to play. You play Goddard. You can play Devontae Smith. And obviously, you can't play a quarterback against another quarterback. But Jalen Hurts is always viable on DraftKings. Let's come over here and just sort by price, kind of see what we got. That That's the biggest price differentials there this week. Up at the top. So Kyler Murray is priced up to 8K. He's up $100. He's dealing with that calf injury. We'll see if he's back. They'll be playing against Carolina. Carolina has a pretty stout defense, but they'll be traveling to the desert. Thoughts on that, Jake? I like Murray here. I think uh, Nuke will be back too. So Mm. he's got his prime target. A.J. Green might be making his way back as well. So if he's got everybody healthy and back, like Kyler Murray a lot. He's just one of those guys it's hard to figure out who to stack with, though. You don't know which receiver is going to have the game for them. And then also right now you got James Conner coming on strong, so they could end up giving more workload to him. We'll see, but, I mean, Kyler Murray's a guy that can get it done. One of the best mobile quarterbacks in the game. Yep. Yeah, next on the list, Josh Allen playing at the Jets. He's down $300, so I'm not sure if that's just because they expect him to blow him out. But we saw what happened last week when they were expected to blow out Jacksonville. So Josh Allen down $300. That's someone I'm definitely going to have interest in coming in at 7900 Big time. I feel yeah. like he's going to be uh, having, like, you could say a revenge game of just how poorly he played last week. Like, he's going to be so pissed off that all they wanted to talk about was the other Josh Allen. Like, what yep. do you do? We got it, guys. Like, it's over and done now. We don't need to talk about Josh Allen, the edge rusher. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen, the quarterback, is definitely the more elite Josh Allen in that category. That's right. And yep. with the Jets, he should have himself a game. And what's nice with the Jets is you, you know who to pair him with. You get a, or you're running back with. You run it back with Michael Carter, or you could run it back with Corey Davis if he's healthy. Corey Davis is out. 
flip a coin, Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore, but there's not really a lot of questions in that offense at this point who you would run it back with stack-wise. Um, keep coming down. Tom Brady, no salary change, $7,600 at Washington. I mean, Tom Brady is in play every week, and they're playing against the 32nd-ranked pass defense in the league. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, that, that's a tournament flyer. Right? Not even flyer, that's just a tournament play, solid play. Yeah, I feel like he'll probably end up with the highest projected ownership on the slate, and rightfully so. When yep. you're playing against the worst passing defense and you got weapons like he does, it just makes it hard on the stack. You don't know who to go with. I think everybody always goes for the cheapest guys, but... Yeah, I think Godwin is actually dealing with an injury. I'm not okay. sure how severe it is. And then Antonio Brown has obviously missed the last couple games. Gronk has missed the last couple games. So it might actually be easy this week. It might be a Mike Evans and Tyler Johnson week. If Gronk is out, maybe you're looking at O.J. Howard or Cameron Bray. So I agree with Jake. They have so many weapons. It's tough to pick. But this week, if they have a few guys out, it'll make it a little bit easier to pair. We already talked about how much we like Herbert. Mahomes is Sunday night. Down to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is he's expecting to be back, but he said it's possible that he may miss the game if he is playing. They got Seattle at home. He's down $400 to 7100 Keep pumping your body full of that ivermectin, Aaron. You'll be, you'll be good, man. <laughs> you'll be good. Yeah, uh, I mean, you pair him with Devontae Adams, it's pretty easy. So that's what's nice about Aaron Rodgers. You know who to stack him with. And then bringing it back, you could choose Lockett or Metcalf. So if Aaron Rodgers is a go, that could be a stackable game there. And I like that late game time slot there. Mm-hmm. So it would be easy to do some late swapping there, depending on how you're doing. You know, you could swap onto or off of Rodgers, Wilson, you could go from Devontae down to Lockett or Metcalf. You know, there's a lot of flexibility in that game. So if you do want to stack that, that gives you some flexibility. And then we'll keep coming down. Nothing really jumping out at me. Uh, Dak, 6,900 against Atlanta. No price change. I think in that, anytime he's under 7K, I think it's a good price for him. Playing against Atlanta. 10th ranked versus the defense. But I don't really think defensive rankings matter all that much when you're talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas offense. Those guys... They're going to throw it against whoever they play. Yeah, they do whatever they want most mm-hmm. of the time. Last week, I don't know what that was, but mm-hmm. with all the weapons he has, he usually can throw it anywhere, and someone will be there to catch it for him. Yep, and then we got Russell Wilson, like we mentioned in that Green Bay game. Russell Wilson, under 7K, also very fairly priced. Now, he is coming off of an injury that's kept him out for half the season, I want to say. So we'll see if he has any rust, but if not... That's a great price for him in a game that could end up being a high-scoring little duel. And we got our boy Jalen Hurst down $200 playing at Denver. Fifth-ranked defense versus quarterback this year. But Jalen Hurts, he can get it done in so many ways. He's really been our our cash quarterback all season mm-hmm. on the ground through the air. What are your thoughts? I think I've played him or Lamar every single week for cash. Mm-hmm. I like Jalen. think this is a good matchup for him. It should be, I mean, the only kind of downside I feel like is this will be a slower-paced game. I want to say they both go at a slower pace, so maybe you could turn into him rushing a little bit more than usual, which would be pretty awesome. For um, fantasy, yeah. Yeah, like for fantasy, that'd be awesome. A little bit of upside for him. It's at Denver, so got to be careful. Pay attention to the elements on that one. I'm not sure they could have snow this weekend or rain. Yep. Next up there, we have Ryan Tannehill playing the Saints. He went down from 6300 to 6200 I think that's a pretty fair price. And it says the Saints defense is pretty bad, but 
29th ranked versus the quarterback. I think that's more so just due to them playing the Buccaneers twice. Last week, they played the Falcons, who I think Matt Ryan had a pretty good game. I think he went to the 20s. So, yeah. They have been getting, you know, ran up on a little bit here and there, but I don't think it's been that crazy. No. And for fantasy purposes, New Orleans has Marshawn Lattimore, so you got to imagine he's going to be shadowing A.J. Brown. So for fantasy purposes, think of it more that way. Don't necessarily look at this team is 29th ranked first fantasy quarterbacks. Think, well, if Tannehill's going to get there, how is he going to get there? He's going to be throwing it. Well, <clears throat> they don't have a lot of receiver depth behind A.J. Brown. I believe Julio's going to be back, but Julio's old. He's oftentimes injured, and they have no one after him. And you have Derrick Henry out, so they're going to be able to sit back and play a shell coverage. They don't have to get eight, nine guys in the box and worry about Derrick Henry. So I think it is a fair price at 6,200, but I don't think that's a favorable matchup, contrary to this 29th ranked you know, defense versus the quarterback. We'll bring it down here. Kirk Cousins, they're playing against the Chargers. He's down $100. Cousins, I think, is always a tournament flyer because Minnesota has they're, – they're an easy team to stack, and they have explosive upside – even though no one thinks of Kirk Cousins as explosive. That word does not come to mind. But when it comes to tournaments, he can throw for three or four touchdowns in any given game, and he might have to against the Chargers. Yeah, I like Kirk in this matchup. I see this being sort of shootout sort of game. He's got tons of weapons. He's been feeding it really to everyone, too. Jefferson's got looks. Conklin's been getting, I think, five targets the past few games. Uh, Thielen, the red zone guy for him. Uh, Dalvin Cook, we need to pay attention to what happens with him. He's got, sounds like, alleged uh, sexual assault or something from well, an ex-girlfriend. or Not sexual, right it's some he said, she said. A domestic assault. Well, Dalvin Cook and his team first came out and said that he was a victim of extortion and domestic battery. Mm-hmm. And then three hours later, his girlfriend came out and said that he assaulted her. And I think it was that he refused to let her leave. I'm not really sure. I'm not caught up on all the details. Who knows how this is going to play out? It, it sounds messy, but at this point, it's just he said, she said. Mm-hmm. They're both pointing their finger at each other. They're both claiming that they're the victim. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, you hope that he, you never hope anyone puts their hands on anyone. Yeah. So hopefully, this not. gets resolved and it's not nearly as bad as what both parties are saying. But that being said, I think that does it for quarterback. Let's move it on here to running back. So over here at running back, let's take a look here at the top. We are sorted by salary this week. I think that's the way to do it here. So at the top, Christian McCaffrey, as he should be when he's healthy, playing at Arizona. Now they are second-ranked versus defense, or versus second-ranked running, second-ranked defense versus the running back. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Um, but it's Christian McCaffrey. He can get 10 targets in a game. He can get 20 carries in a game. He can get 200 total yards in a game. He can get four touchdowns in a game. So that 8400 price tag is appropriate for him. He could go nuclear against New Hopkins. Yeah. And because he gets all those touches in so many different ways, he has a high floor too. A bad game for Christian McCaffrey is 15 points. And that's what he just had last week. Yeah. And that was because he had 60% of the workload. Or anticipate this week he's going to get probably 75 or 80. If that translates over, this guy's getting at least 25-plus touches. Yeah, last week was his first game back from injury. So, like Jake mentioned, they're easing him into the offense. Next up here, Alvin Kamara. Um, 8200 price tag didn't change. They're playing at Tennessee. Ninth-ranked versus the running back. But we know that with Jameis out, 
they're going to be relying on Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas is done for the year, it sounds like. So Alvin Kamara is their offense. They're going to be looking to utilize him in every way that they can. AK-41. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I could see him having a great game. Tennessee had success the other week with their pass rush. So I just feel like the Saints play right into that because they love to dump it to Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, they don't mind the heat on the quarterback when Trevor Simeon can just dump it off to Alvin Kamara. So I could see him having a great game running the ball even as well. He's just all-around playmaker. Yep. Next up, we got Jonathan Taylor playing at – or no, playing Jacksonville at home. Price went up $200 from 79 to 81 I feel like he's still priced very fair. Mm-hmm. And just looking right now, he is my favorite running back on the slate. With that matchup, I could see him having a heyday. I just wish the guy could get more volume, though. They like to give Hines some touches here and there. Like, Hines stole a touchdown from him this past week. So Yeah, Max pretty much been phased out of the offense entirely. So he's, he's not really a concern anymore. Yeah, I agree. It's strange seeing Jonathan Taylor above 8K. But he can catch. He can obviously run. Favorable matchup. Love him. Next up, Dalvin Cook. That Chargers-Vikings uh, game. Again, I think this is going to be a popular one. He's up $300 to 8K. Uh, Zimmer came out and said that they want to get Dalvin Cook even more involved in the offense. And LA has the second worst defense against the running back. So again, that's a very general stat. But it is worth noting. And we know how much Dalvin Cook, how effective he can be how Minnesota likes to use him, and what kind of ceiling he has. So I think we'll look this weekend, we'll look at ownership. And, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook are my 1A and 1B running backs. I'll play whichever one is probably lower owned. You got thoughts on Cook? Uh, No, yeah, I like him. Basically everything you said. He's got an awesome matchup, and they love to feed him. Mm -hmm. Volume. Volume is king here. Next up, we got Najee Harris. They're playing Detroit. He went up a hundred dollars is all from seventy eight hundred to seventy nine. Really like him as well this week. Detroit has not been doing too hot against the run. I mean Philadelphia the other week ran it all over them with a second, no second, no third string, second or third string running back and a practice squad running back to destroy them for over two hundred yards rushing. Harris has been an animal. The dude. I caught some of the game this past week. It just takes four or five guys to tackle him every time. So mm-hmm. he's another guy. I'm going to say 1C yeah, I was for me this week. I going to say I'm going to jump the gun there too. Najee Harris, especially coming in cheaper than those other guys. And like Jake said, volume's king. Najee gets the volume. So love him too. Uh, next up, we got Austin Eckler. Pass catching running back playing against Minnesota. So this is one of those you could get really contrarian and play Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler and let everyone else play Herbert Cousins in the receivers. But Eckler's down $300. I'm not really sure why. It seems like a favorable matchup. I don't know. He just hasn't produced very well, I think, the past couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we played him in our cash lineup. He didn't return value, but he still scored double-digit points and mm-hmm. not really worried about anyone stealing his job. So I think that's really interesting, him down $300 to $7,600. 1D. Yeah, 1D, I say, because the Minnesota Vikings also have – Daniel Hunter out, I believe, for the season. Yeah, so they yeah. lost their best defensive lineman. That's big. Keep coming down here. Uh, Nick Chubb tested positive for COVID, so I'm not sure if he'll even be available. But if he is, he's up $700 to $7,400 playing against New England. 10th-ranked rush defense. 
New England usually just figures out who the other team's best player is and, and takes them away. And I think that would probably be Nick Chubb. So I think New England, if Chubb is healthy, I think New England would put together a defensive game plan that would focus on him. So with him being priced up $700, I would just you know get up another 200 to Eckler or 500 to Harris personally, Jake. Yeah, I would not be too high on Chubb, even if he does play. I just don't like the matchup. I'm like, basically mm-hmm. what you said, Bill Belichick, he can uh, block out the running back real fast and just game plan around them. And the Browns really have some poor weapons right now surrounding him. Yep. Henry's done for probably the year, at least the fantasy year, so we're not worried about him. Zeke coming in at 7K. Price didn't change. Atlanta, I think it's fair price. That's one of those guys that... You know, people have been down on Zeke for the last couple years, but he still produces. You have these other flashy names up above him, so people might want to pay up. But at 7K, Zeke can score 30 points in any given week. So depending on ownership, that might be someone that I'm playing in some lineups. Atlanta, 19th rank versus the running back. But he's been an integral part of their offense all year, so I'm not afraid of him. And we got Aaron Jones at 6,900, down 300. Playing Seattle at home. Seattle 29th ranked versus running back. That's interesting. I mean, if I'm playing him at 7,200 against the Chiefs, why wouldn't I play him at 6,900 against the Seahawks? Yeah, I feel like that's an even better matchup for him. Seattle's defense has not done very well this year at all, period. Stopping the run or the pass. And him going down in price, I don't really understand that one. Next up there, we have DeAndre Swift playing at Pittsburgh, coming in at 6,800. They had a bye last week. He's been a guy I feel like you can plug and play every week. And the Lions don't have anyone else to go to. Swift right. is the guy through the air or on the ground. So I'm I'm okay with playing him. It could be something where the rest of the field maybe isn't thinking about going with him this week, especially since we named all those guys that are number one contenders. Mm-hmm. This is somewhere I feel like you can get maybe a little more contrained and get off compared to what the rest of the field's doing in tournaments. I think it would definitely be contrarian (coughs) because Pittsburgh has a stout run D and DeAndre Swift isn't that great of a runner. He, what, what he brings to the table is that pass catching upside and he's elusive in space. So I get what you're saying, but at 6,800, I liked him better when he was in the low six K's and playing a more favorable matchup. It would be contrarian. And because of the pass catching, I think he does have a high floor, but I don't know if he has that, tournament winning upside the next guy however Cordell Patterson coming in at 6600 so he's up another $300 and he just keeps rising every week and they keep using him more and more every week and with Calvin Ridley out he runs routes they play him on the outside so it's a guy who's gonna get five to ten carries and get you that rushing floor and now he might get 10 to 12 targets Mm -hmm. and these aren't dump off passes I mean he's running routes he could catch a 30-yard touchdown so I think that he's very intriguing playing against Dallas in that game where they might be playing from behind. And he is one of their better playmakers. So I really like Cordell Patterson. And hopefully the fact that he's up $300 will scare people away from playing him. Yeah, CPAT, he's been a great player ever since he's got the nod now. I think last week was the fewest touches he's had since like week two. I want to say five or six carries was all where previous few weeks he's had anywhere from 10 to 13 carries. But just like you said, though, they targeted him more in the passing game this last week. So, I mean, the guy is going to get the ball no matter what. You really can't go wrong with him if you're thinking about jamming him into the lineup. Yep. 
Um, really, the only other guy I want to talk about who's on the screen here, and then we'll sort by price difference, is James Conner. So Chase Edmonds is going to be out for a little while. Conner had that blow-up game, 40 fantasy points. They're going to be playing Carolina, 12th ranked against the running back. Pretty solid defense. And he's coming in at 6,300. So that's someone who always has that two-touchdown upside in a game. And now with Chase Edmonds out, he's getting more involved in the passing game. I think that's a fair price. I think we'll see where ownership is. Some people, based on that 40-point game, might think that 6,300 is too cheap. I think it's probably about right. So we'll take a look at ownership. You got any thoughts on Connor? Anytime a guy puts up a 40-point burger, you got to consider him, especially now that the uh, committee guy with him is injured. Yep. So now I sorted by price difference, and you can see James Conner is at the top of that, plus $1,000. He signed with Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. is only going up from 4000 to 5000 Monday night. Oh, he's Monday night, so we're not going to talk about him. Um, and really no one else is jumping out at me here. CEH is up 500 only because he's expected to be back from his injury. 5500 is about where he was priced at before. He's Sunday night. And he's Sunday night, so he's not playing anyway. <laughs> Jake, I'm just going to let you take over, man. All right, know. let's go to receivers because I don't really care about any of these other guys. Love it. Let's, yeah, I'm trying to, the only one, I guess, Michael Carter down here, 5600 up $300. I think that's fair price. Um, tough matchup against Buffalo, but. Tough matchup, but he's really all they got. Options, yeah. yeah, and they're down to their third string quarter. Or he's like quarterback. baby DeAndre Swift. There you go. I like that. Baby Andre Swift. All right. Like Jake said, let's move it over to receiver. Boom. Up at the top. Cooper Cup. Oh. Monday night. Doesn't even count. Devontae Adams. 7900 Down $300. So Aaron Rodgers took a little dip. Devontae Adams took a little dip. Might be a time to play both of them. Playing against Seattle here. 19th ranked versus wide receiver. Heck yeah, it is. If Aaron is back, <clears throat> him and Devontae, man, they got that magic going. That's right. We got A.J. Brown, like we mentioned, 32nd-ranked defense, but Marshawn Lattimore is going to be shadowing him. So he's up $300 to 7800 I think that's fair price for him typically, but that's not a very favorable matchup. That being said, we all know A.J. Brown, he's one catch away from getting you 15 fantasy points. Yeah, the guy can catch an 80-yard bomb and house it. Faux show and at any point. So mm-hmm. next up there we have Justin Jefferson. They're going against the Chargers this week. He's at seventy seven hundred. Last week he was seventy five hundred. I think he's a fair price still. He's just a game breaker guy. I mean he can do it all. Short passes, long passes, touchdowns. I think he finally saw the end zone twice or just once this last week. Uh. I don't remember. I know he broke 20 points in fantasy, so he finally... I think that's the highest output he's had so far this year, but I feel like he's getting in sync with uh, Kirk Cousins. They've been off lately. I know I've seen some video clips of him. like They show him cussing out Kirk Cousins. You can't tell what Jefferson says, but it seems like they're syncing up a lot better. I expect him to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that he's a good matchup. Like we said, narrow target tree. Kirk Cousins is either throwing to Jefferson or Thielen. So, yeah, I agree. Plug him in. We got Tyreek Hill down $200. That's the night game. We'll skip him. Terry McLaurin playing against Tampa Bay, 7,600. So Tampa Bay has, this is interesting, they have a bit of a pass funnel defense, yet against wide receivers, they're ranked sixth. So I don't know, 7,600, that's fair price. I'm not afraid to play him. And he's the obvious bring back if you're going to play a Tom Brady stack, which I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, Scary Terry is the guy to play in this one if you're doing a bring back. Or if maybe you want to do a one-off even. I feel like Absolutely. TV, yeah. He Especially just might if, not be for ownership very well with that because anyone that's doing Tampa Bay would probably use him as a bring back. But. Sure, but if people are looking at this Tampa Bay versus wide receivers and they're saying, oh, they're six, they have a good defense versus wide receivers, and that keeps people off of him, I think he's a great one-off play. He was in the Millie Maker winning lineup a few weeks ago as a one-off, mm-hmm. and it was because it was kind of just because he wasn't a part of a game that people were excited about. So people were playing, I want to play this stack, and I liked this game for stacks, but since I'm not playing that, I'll just play pieces from it. And then Terry McLaurin just goes and beats Terry McLaurin and gets you 30 points. He's scary. Love him. Yep. Diggs here. Diggs just keeps dropping in price all year. Down, I thought 77 was too cheap. Now he's down to 7,500 playing against the Jets. I got a feeling he'll be very heavily owned because people know what he did last year. People know how talented he is, what he's capable of. He is an alpha wide receiver in this league. He is Buffalo's wide receiver one. It's just a matter of time until him and Josh Allen connect. It's not that Josh Allen isn't looking for him. They just haven't quite connected on a few of the big plays that we were used to seeing last year. Love him. Yeah, he's a dude. I think Josh Allen just hasn't invited him over for dinner yet this year. <laughs> something's just not there. The chemistry is not showing. Diggs has the talent, though. I mean, we all we all witnessed what he did last year. He was wide receiver one in the league. Yeah, it's a win, not if. We'll keep coming down. Debo's playing Monday, and we got Godwin, like we mentioned. He might be out with injury. Let's see if we got any news here on him. Antonio Brown, well, let's see when this was three hours ago. Antonio Brown is out of his boot. Still appears on the wrong side of active. Missed Wednesdays. Yeah. Right under it. Godwin should see a ton of targets against Washington D., so, I don't right know. it, though, it says he missed practice. Yeah, he missed practice with a foot injury. So, we'll see here. Um, yeah, we'll just want to monitor that more closely. We'll see if he practices tomorrow or Friday. But if he's in, 7,100, more than fair price. If he's out, lock in Mike Evans in every lineup you run, and let's go and get it. And watch the cheddar come to you. Next, we got CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is up 200. No, down 200 to 7,000. Fair price. I think CeeDee Lamb is a upper 6K, lower 7K receiver playing against Atlanta. That's fair and a good matchup. I'm all with it. Gallup CD. is back this week. Michael Gallup will be back, so something to consider. That might be why he's down 200. I think that's fair price. Keep bringing it down here. Keenan Allen in that Minnesota game. Keenan Allen is up 300 after the blow-up game. I think it's fair price. Yeah, that's that's where Keenan Allen should be. I mean, he should be floating in the 6 to 7. The, uh, him and just Mike Williams have kind of changed the roles, and we really saw that coming. I mean, Keenan Allen is the number one and has been. It's just Mike Williams is the guy that was getting the big-time plays downfield. So. Yep. yep. Next up there, we have Mike Evans, another Tampa Bay receiver. Just like you said, I mean, if Godwin's out, Mike Evans is a lock. And regardless, they could, if Godwin is in, I mean, you could stack with both of them or one of them at least and go with Brown. As the other guy, but Tampa Bay stacks are going to be very, very popular this week, as they should be with their matchup. Yeah, and if Godwin is available, that might make Mike Evans even more appealing because we know that he'll be dealing with an injury, so he may not be utilized to his full extent. Antonio Brown, it sounds like, is still going to be out this week. So if we can get Godwin in at less than 100%, he might still steal ownership away from Evans, and that would make Evans an even more appealing play if Godwin and Brown are out everyone's gonna hit the lock button on Evans so and Tyler Johnson I say he'll play them both yeah absolutely especially in stacks so I'm I'm on Evans regardless I like Evans this week 
planting my flag. We'll keep coming down. Deontay Johnson against Detroit. That is the number one receiver on Pittsburgh's team. So if you want to play anybody from that team or from that game, other than Najee Harris, I think that's the guy. He's up $100 to 6800 Fair price for him. I just wish he had a better quarterback to throw it to him. Next up, we got DK Metcalf. He is the Bala Shakala for Seattle. We all know this. 6800 I think that's a pretty good price. Green Bay. Uh, do they still have Jair Alexander out? I believe he's done, yeah. I think he okay. might be done for the year. I think so, he's out for a while. I like Metcalf then. I don't feel like Green Bay's secondary is a threat, really. I want to mm-hmm. say their stats kind of are bumped up because they play in the NFC North where <laughs> you get the Bears twice. So And they just played the Chiefs, who might as well be in the NFC North the way they're playing this year. That as well. So yeah. I like DK. Yep, couldn't agree more. And he's one of those slate-breaking talents. Like A.J. Brown, he just needs one catch, and he can take it 80 yards to the house. So he's always one play away. From getting you work to where you need to go. Love him. New Hopkins should be back this week. Let's take a look here if we got any news. He was game time last week. Limited at what is this? He was limited against Green Bay, sat out against 49ers. If he plays this week, he's more of a wide receiver too. Blah blah blah. He did not practice today, but for a veteran, that's pretty common. I don't know if he's practiced on a Wednesday in the last five years. So we'll see if he practices Friday. Fair price, down $300. Adam Thielen, Minnesota, playing against the Chargers. He's down 200 to 6700 I mean, he's a red zone threat. So he's someone that I wouldn't play in cash games, but in tournaments, you got to consider him if you're playing Cousins, right? Have to. I'm like, Thielen, I don't know why he went down. Doesn't make sense to me. And Jefferson went, or Jefferson went up to him. Right? They basically just traded mm-hmm. the money. But, yep. yeah, Thielen had a touchdown last week, so... Still like that. Good price. Yep. And that's the only way he's going to get you there. He doesn't get the volume anymore. Um, so, yeah, if if he catches a couple touchdowns, then he'll return value. And if he's catching a couple, that means Cousins throwing a couple. So I would really only play Thielen in a tournament stacked with Cousins. But I think that's fair price for the value that he can return. Then we got Mike Williams. On the other side of that Minnesota game, he's coming in at 6600 so he's down $500. I think that's fair price because we've seen what kind of ceiling he has. He hasn't done it in the last three or four weeks, but we know that he can do it. So, again, if you're playing Herbert and you want to get contrarian and get off of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I, I think that's fair price for what he can do. What do you think? Yeah, hey, I love the Chargers this week. <coughs> Minnesota corners are horrible, and they've been getting roasted the whole season. So I'm like... With Mike Williams being the physical specimen he is, I think he's going to have one heck of a day. Him and Keenan Allen, I could see it going off. Yep. <clears throat> and now we're kind of getting into the players where, I mean, you could throw any of these guys into a batch together in my mind. Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, um, Amari Cooper. These guys are all in the lower 6K range. Antonio Brown's going to be out. Ridley's out. Devontae Smith, 5,900. So, I would say any of those guys I rattled off, Lockett, Claypool, Moore, Pittman, and Cooper. Like, if you're playing a quarterback and you want to stack them, any of those guys are viable. I don't know if I like any of them as one-off plays. Maybe in cash games, we'll, we'll kind of look at matchups and play volume. Like Pittman playing against Jacksonville, sure, at 6,300. But that's kind of, I don't know. This yeah. week, I would probably look to avoid that range. A lot of times, the low 6K is what I'm looking to target. I just think there's too much value in that upper 6K, and then we get down here into the 
upper 5Ks. Jake, you got any thoughts on those guys, that range? No, I mean, just along what you were saying. They're guys that you probably could consider stacking with the QB, but I don't know if they're one-off material, really. Right, because you can get down here, then look, Cole Beasley, 5,200, Jerry Judy, 5,300, Julio Jones even at 5,400. Like, I don't really see much of a difference between those low 6K guys and these low 5K guys if we're just talking one-off plays. Hunter Renfro, 5,100, playing against Kansas City. Boom, lock Sunday button. Night. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that was, that's too good to... Lock it for Sunday. To be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you come down here, Corey Davis, 4,900, playing against Buffalo. Not a great matchup. They're first ranked against wide receivers, but if the Jets are playing from behind, he's the guy they're going to be going to. Yeah, I don't know. You get into these lower ranges, and there's really not a lot jumping out at me. Brandon Ayuk... Monday night. Monday night, yeah. I don't know. Anybody else you want to talk about here? Otherwise, we can move it on to tight end. No, I'm good. Let's skip ahead. Yeah, okay. Not big on anyone, really. Yeah, me either. So, we'll bring it over here to tight end. Again, we're sorted by their price this week. And Man, we have no tight ends to work with this week. I did not know that. Yeah, the, the guys at the top here, Kelsey Sunday night, Waller Sunday night, Kittle Monday night. So we're starting off here with Kyle Pitts, and he's coming in at 5800 He's actually $100 cheaper. Love him. I'll be playing him all over the place. I mean, he's a wide receiver, and they're playing against Dallas. So you expect it to be a shootout. They'll be playing from behind. I think he's guaranteed 10 targets at least. They're going to be looking at him in the red zone. You're essentially getting their wide receiver one with tight end eligibility for under 6 k if he was a wide receiver, I'd be considering him at that price. And the fact that you can play him in the tight end slot. You want to click on him? I'm curious what he did last game. 10 fantasy points over his last two games. Looks to rebound against the Cowboys. So, um, stats, I guess that's just, oh, games. Here we go. So. He's getting targets. Yeah. yeah I mean. Since their bye week, he had eight targets, six targets, seven targets. He didn't find the end zone in any of those, which is why his fantasy points don't look all that great, but any tight end getting targeted that much is someone I'm going to want to play. And he had 160 receiving yards just three weeks ago against Miami. So, yeah, I think that's awesome. He's down $100. I'm playing him everywhere. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, just like you're saying, I mean, he's a receiver. And if you could get a receiver at 5800 you would be thrilled, especially a wide receiver one. Yeah, Absolutely. Then we keep coming down Mark Andrews playing Thursday night. So like Jake mentioned, four out of the top five tight ends aren't even playing on the main slate. So we'll keep coming down. Hawkinson, um, 5,500 at Pittsburgh. It's another one of those guys. He gets targeted like he's a receiver. Um, hasn't had too many blow-up games. But you know, prior to the bye, he had 11 receptions, 9 receptions, 11 receptions. And again, he didn't get in the end zone. Targets. Targets. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, targets. But so 11 targets, 10 receptions. Yeah. Nine targets, six receptions. 11 targets, eight receptions. Yeah, you're right. Their targets, nine receptions. I misspoke. But that's incredible volume right there. And he didn't break 100 yards, and he didn't find the end zone. So people look at that that raw you know, fantasy number, and they're like, oh, he's just not the elite tight end we thought he would be. Well, well he's getting elite tight end usage. Like, he finishes the tight end four last week, even. And he, I mean, the difference is just him scoring a touchdown. So. Yeah. He pops a touchdown in, he's probably tight end number one. Yep. Played at Pittsburgh, tough matchup. I don't really expect it to be a high-scoring game, but you never know. You know, either of these teams could score points. If Pittsburgh sets the tone, Detroit's going to want to keep up with them. I don't know. I think 5,500 
It's fair price for a player who's at tight end position and gets that kind of volume. And then, I mean, it's really flat here. Like, those guys at the top, I think, should be priced higher. And then you have Dalton Schultz at 5K. I think that's fair price. He's up $200, but they're playing Atlanta. He runs a ton of routes. Jarwin's out for the year. He has no competition at the tight end position. Gallup is returning, but a 5K tight end who's, you know, integrated themselves into the offense the way Schultz has, I think that's fair price. Yeah, Schultz, I think that's good price for him. He's getting more and more targets and, well, not more and more targets, but he's asserted himself and he's consistent probably getting at least four targets every game. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a look. I'm actually curious here. Look at his stats. So five targets, seven targets. Then they had their bye before that. and mm-hmm. Yeah, before that, six, eight, eight, seven. He had two in the second week and six in week one. So, yeah, I can't. he's not going to get below five targets, I can't imagine. Oh, Gallup back. I don't know. but Regardless, I, five target floor, and he has yeah. you know, red zone potential. And then you got Gusecki, Goddard, Ertz. I think those guys you could probably all have on a tier. Yeah, Gusecki's Thursday night, but... Oh, good call. Uh, Dallas and Zach Ertz, I'd say Dallas Goddard. All good players there. They are similar. I mean, Ertz tends to get the red zone looks. Goddard's been getting looked at all over the field. He played pretty well this last week. I think he managed to get into the end zone. Ertz, I don't believe, did. But he had had a touchdown in the past two or three games, I believe. I don't know. He just had the back-to-back games in week six and seven. But he's getting, yeah, five targets there, four targets. If you got a tight end, yeah, that's getting, if you, you know, if they have a five-target floor, then they need to be considered right now because really the difference between a tight end going big for you is just a matter of a touchdown. That's it. Yep, and so again, to that point, he plays for Arizona, which we all know is a high-powered offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a guy who's getting five targets and the team is scoring 24-plus points every week, as someone we're playing, especially at that price. You know, I think, actually, a lot of these tight ends are pretty fairly priced. I do really like these top-tier guys, though, Pitts and Hawkinson. I feel like they could be $500 more expensive, and I would still be considering them. These other guys... I think their prices are all appropriate. You got Dawson Knox coming back for the Bills, 4,500. Kind of same thing. High-powered offense, could catch a couple touchdowns, return value at 4,500. That's all he needs. Even if he only gets three to five targets, one of his catches, you know, is in the end zone. He's good to go. I think Gronk's going to be out. Noah Fant coming back, 4,300. Him and Albert O are going to be splitting touches, but at that cheap of price, that's fair. Hunter Henry, 4,100. Fair price, you know. New England doesn't really have that high scoring of an offense. Keep coming down. Is Logan Thomas finally making the return? I assume he is. Let's see what we got. Um, yeah, it seems like. He reported soreness after returning to practice. So, I don't know. Chance they give him another week of rest. What a pansy. He used to be a quarterback. That expensive. (laughs) But if he's back, I mean, 4K for essentially Washington's wide receiver two after McLaurin, you know, fair price. Someone favorable. If he's not back, you know who you're playing. Ricky Seals-Jones. That's right, our boy. And he's only $300 cheaper, so it looks like they're both priced um, just in case he doesn't come back. And then Higby's Monday night. Fryermuth, like we mentioned, Ebron's coming back. Fryermuth, 3900 
fair price if you think that he's still going to continue to get the lion's share of the targets. Um, Dan Arnold, 3,500 against Indianapolis. Fair price. Let's see what he's been getting for targets. Um, yeah, seven hey. targets, ten targets. So since he's been traded to Jacksonville, yes, ten and seven targets. They really like utilizing him. Not a high-powered offense. Hasn't found the end zone yet this year. But with that kind of volume, he can get there without scoring a touchdown. And if he does find himself in the end zone, that's what you need to win a tournament. Tyler Conklin, similar price, similar story. I mean... Yeah, I dig him. I say click on him. He's mm -hmm. had some really good games this year. Yeah. And he gets the targets, too. I've been high on him, and I think it's just going to keep continuing. It seems like Kirk Cousins likes him more and more every week. Yeah, and at that price, $3,400. I love this price range here. So we got Dan Arnold... Tyler Conklin, Jared Cook. Those are guys that I love, especially when you compare them with their tight ends. So you run Conklin with Cousins. Run Cook with Herbert. You know, Arnold, he's a one-off cash play. I'm not going to pair him with anybody. No, so, I would yeah. not plan on that at all. Anybody down here that catches your eye? Otherwise, that about does it for me. Ebron, you could maybe go for. Bray or Howard if Gronk is out. Great point there, yeah. I'd play Howard if Gronk's out this week, and it sounds like he will be. Ebron returning, 2900 I think that's a more than reasonable price. I think it's hard to say because we don't know how they're going to use him with, with Friar Muth in the mix. the success that he's been having. Yeah, but he's cheap. Um, keep coming down. Yeah, I don't know. No one's really jumping out at me. So I think that is going to do it for our DraftKings salary review. Jake, you got anything else you want to add? Appreciate you peeps for joining us. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, we all can cash. I had a pretty good... Uh, oh, yeah, weekend. let's hear about that. So, yeah, cash in the red zone. I don't remember what place I took, but I ended up leaving that one at the 125. So, didn't min cash, went above that. So, <laughs> made some pretty good money on that. And then uh, cashed in my uh, two cash lineups that I had as well. I did a couple dub double ups there and hit on those. Lamar was my guy. Lamar mm -hmm. and Marquise Brown, those were the difference makers for my lineup. And then I think in all those, I also had Chubb. So, with that threesome... Uh, it hit hit the uh, quota for me. I mean, we've discussed before. I don't know if we've mentioned on here, but we've kind of figured out that, like, if you have this makeup of your team, if you have three guys that can get 75 points or more, you're going to have a great lineup. Or if you have four guys that combine to put up over 100, like, you're almost always going to win. And that happened for me this past week. I had three guys that get, put me over that 75-point mark, and that was the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's that core foundation. So if you can find those guys and then plug those into every one of your lineups, whether it's tournament or cash, uh, that's a sign for a good week. Now, obviously, that's easier said than done. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> play guys that score 100 points, you know. But, yeah, Jake had a great week. I was a few pieces away. I think the process was right. But she wasn't quite there. We're going to keep getting better, keep improving, and hope we uh, catch a little luck along the way. But that's going to do it tonight. We'll be back. We haven't decided if it'll be Friday night or Saturday. But we'll look at the player models. We'll build our cash lineup. In the meantime, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the page, hit the notification mm. bell. Mm. That's going to do it tonight. Thanks for hanging with the bros. Mm -hmm.